This episode of Armchair Explorer is brought to you by the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. With seven drive modes, the Pathfinder's available intelligent 4x4 is built for even the most epic journeys. And epic journeys is what we're all about. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Armchair Explorer on location. Travel and adventure stories recorded in the field in the most immersive way possible, designed to give you a glimpse of what it feels like to be there for real. Are you ready? Let's go. Well, today, guys, we're going to somewhere you might not have heard of before. I really hadn't spent much time there before I went to make this episode, and it's only two hours from where I live. It's called Laramie, Wyoming, and it's one of those awesome, cool Western towns that just epitomizes why I love living out here in this part of the world. Laramie has such an authentic, cool story. It's like got that Wild West feel wherever you go. We went on horse rides. I almost bought the most amazing cowboy hat of my life. I still regret that I didn't get it. We went to a bar that has an actual bullet hole in the mirror behind the bar and a taxidermy pick me cow. So figure that one out. But there's also like really, really modern stuff. It feels quite trendy. It's cool. There's a cupcakery that's so posh it looks like the inside of a tea cozy. There's a vegan restaurant, which let me tell you, as a veggie that lives out here, is a very, very rare find and it was delicious too. So it's this clash of new and old, this wild west, wild free sense that you get out here in the west on those plains. And it's also this really new, fresh, and vibrant place. It's Laramie, Wyoming, the place where the Old West meets the new. Come and join me now. Let's have some fun. Let's go on an adventure. And just a reminder, guys, our on-location episodes are so much fun to do. We get to go to places. We get to record it. We get to hopefully immerse you into the sounds and experience of being in that destination. But that's a big project. It takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of money to make that happen. So we work with partners and our partner today is Visit Laramie. They're the people that run the tourism for the town of Laramie. Awesome guys. Really, really fun to work with. And you can rest assured that although they help with the funding, the storytelling, as always, is all ours. And I would never share anything on this feed that I didn't personally love and think you will too. And I really do think you're going to love this one. in Laramie. I'm on the footbridge over the Union Pacific Railroad tracks. There's a train going underneath me right now. And this is the place where you want to start a journey in Laramie because this is where the town began. This was the end of the tracks, the westernmost point where Union Pacific laid their tracks down. And the very first passengers to get off here saw something. 
At that point, it was just a tense city. They called it hell on wheels, an end of the track town. But they saw what I'm looking at now. They saw the beautiful mountains. They saw the wide open plains. It's a crisp, beautiful fall day. It's ripe for exploration. Let's go check it out. expanse. There sits a town where the ghosts of outlaws past stalk streets filled with the buzz and bustle of cool contemporary living. I'm Aaron Miller, I'm a travel writer, and this is Laramie, Wyoming, where the Old West meets the new. tour of historic downtown Laramie here at the corner of Ivinson and 3rd Street. And the reason why we're starting here is because back when the days when this was dusty streets and gunslingers, there was a saloon here called the Bucket of Blood. Surely the most Wild West sounding saloon in the world. It was run by the notorious gunman Big Steve Long and his two brothers, and they actually seized control of this town. And they intimidated landowners, forcing them to sign over their deeds. They were so out of control that the actual mayor resigned after just six weeks. But eventually the sheriff gathered up a posse and led them inside here to the bucket of blood, took out the trio, and he dealt with them Wild West style. And that's why you come to a town like Laramie. You come to hear those Wild West stories, those stories that I've been dreaming about since I was a kid. You get a sense of that here, but the town's evolved. It's a young town, it's a vibrant town, it's a cool town. And we're gonna hear more about some of those old gunslinger stories, including one amazing one about Butch Cassidy. But first, we're gonna check out some of the new Laramie. We may be in the historic district now, but there's one thing that those old gunslingers definitely wouldn't have been able to find back in the day, and that is a cupcakery. And we are outside, one of the best in the West. It's called the Sugar Mouse. There's tiers of the best looking cupcakes I've ever seen in my life. Pink ones, chocolate frosted ones. There's whipped cream, there's raspberry, there's strawberry. I'm getting absolutely starving just talking about it. So let's go in and eat as many cupcakes as we can. Wow, it's absolutely gorgeous in here. I'm getting hungry already. Everything's pink. I'm like, I feel like I'm inside a cupcake, actually. I feel at home here. I've been living out in the West for about 10 years, but I feel at home because the person that owns the Sugar Mouse is actually British. And you can tell because this is a proper tea room. This is the kind of place that you pick up your teacup and you sip it with your pinky up. This is like the most amazing selection of cupcakes I've ever seen in my life. I'm genuinely getting stressed trying to decide. <laughs> So this is probably chocolate overload, but I have a problem where when I see Nutella, I have to order it. So I'm gonna go for your Nutella cupcake, please. All right. So do you bake everything in-house? We do. I love this place. If I lived here, I would be here every single day. Okay, first bite. This is one of those things where it's almost too beautiful to eat. Oh, look at that crumbling. This is chocolate on chocolate on chocolate. Here we go. Oh my God. 
I'm actually speechless. I'm getting such a chocolate hit right now. I can't even talk. That's incredible. Laramie's a cool town. Just walking a few blocks down from the cupcakery, belly full of beautiful chocolate cupcakes. We are coming up to now Sweet Melissa, which is a vegan restaurant. And if you know the West at all, finding a vegan restaurant is like finding a four-leaf clover. It's like half walking through an old Western town. You see all the old Western facades and it's got that kind of cool feel. But it's also like walking through a really contemporary city. There's coffee shops that were former brothels. There's big old Western style buildings that are now vegan restaurants. There's sushi bars where saloons used to be. It's a kind of strange mix, but I love it too. It's got the best of both worlds. Now that we've sampled the best of modern Laramie, we're gonna step back in time to Laramie's oldest operating bar, the Buckhorn Saloon. It's no bucket of blood, but it does have plenty of bucks mounted on the wall. It's been in operation for over 120 years, and it's seen more than its share of wildness in that time. Well, we've just popped into the Buckhorn for a nice little drink, and quite fitting for a Western bar. There's an actual bullet hole in the mirror behind the bar. A long time ago, a jealous lover came in here and he shot up the place. He missed everyone, but he hit the mirror behind the bar. <laughs> yeah, the bullet is actually still in the mirror as it is right now. It's still embedded in the mirror? Yep. Oh, that's I, definitely I got it. the fat Wild West, Old West feel, isn't it? There's like murals up of elk and cowboys and cattle rustling and fishing and all sorts of stuff like that. Everything's kind of faded. It's the sort of place where your feet stick to the floor just the right amount. During the day, it's a very regular local type people. We got a couple guys that come down from the mountains every couple months just to, well, they come in to restock and then they'll come visit here and this is their local bar. The weirdest thing I got gifted from them was I got a moose heart, a fish, and a moose liver. So in true Western style, pretty much every wall in the bar is covered with an animal that's been hunted in some way. These are elks, then we got some mule deers, we got a ram, some pheasants, and then yeah, you got your lynx, your bobcat, your beavers, your two-headed colt that's sitting up here. But uh, yeah, you get some interesting stories too. We love doing crossword puzzles here, that's for sure. And there's a lot of stories to tell. <laughs> The legend of the West was built on stories. And here in Laramie, they are still being written. The spirit of those legends comes from one place, a place that can't be explained in words, but must be experienced with the heart. They come from the wide open plains of Wyoming. And that's exactly where we're headed next. But first, we need to look the part. So if you want to get your Western apparel on, there's only one place to come in town. That is Martindale's. And I'm about the least cowboy person here, so I'm going to have to fix that, head in there, and do something I've always wanted to do, which is get me a cowboy hat. Let's go. As soon as you walk in, there's boots, there's hats, there's cowboy shirts. You're surrounded by it on all sides. And it's beautiful stuff, too. How are you guys? Yeah, I'm looking for a cowboy hat. I've always wanted to try a cowboy okay. hat on. I don't know if I'm the cowboy hat type. What do you recommend for someone like do you me? Have a, do you want a straw or a felt? I know nothing about cowboy hats. Okay. Well, I mean, felt. Felt, felt? Yeah, that's the way to go? Yeah, maybe I need some advice, yeah. <laughs> when you put one on, 
point it towards cattle. Point it towards cattle. All right. There you go. So, as in point it down. Does that yeah, that like mean? Front part. Actually, nice. that makes me feel cool when I do that. Right. <laughs> That, that's a good tip. I like that. I feel cool when I do that now. I cut it down first and that's a cowboy gangster. That's what I'm going, that's the look I'm going for. <laughs> what else can I look around here for? Some boots? I don't know if I'm brave enough to wear boots. I'm, I can't remember the last time I didn't wear sneakers, but if I was to wear boots, what would you recommend for me? There's some beautiful patterns here. Like Ariots have really nice comfort and style. Take this for example. I'm liking that. Yeah, look at this. It has got a beautiful brown leather piece, and then it's almost like a turquoise design on top. That's nice. Yeah. So when I've always imagined cowboy boots in the, before, I, I kind of imagine quite simple, like kind of working boots. But they're these are really like really quite beautiful. They've been designed with all these different colors and patterns. So we got some fire red ones. We got some blue, dark blue ones. We got some patterns here that looks like kind of beautiful abstract art we got i really like these turquoise ones okay i'm excited to try this on all right okay sliding it on okay is it is it is that normal i can't oh, get yeah, it on i've never been worn before all right there we go in the Actually, that's a really, really good fit. Mm -hmm. Is it, it slipping the heel a little bit? Uh, yeah, it, it, it is slipping. Go. It's supposed to. It's supposed to. Yeah. That you doesn't want give your you boots like to slip, so you don't get a blister. Now, how am I going to wear this? Like, tucked in, tucked out. Tucked out. Tucked out. Well, it's kind of personal, actually. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like I want to show off this part, but I don't know if I'm kind of. <laughs> oh, this is fun. I feel. I feel like the part now. I got my boots, I got my hat. Man, I look good in the cowboy hat. I'm ready to go, I'm ready to hit the trail. The classic silhouette, the twin points of the crown, the curve of the brim. There's something about putting on a cowboy hat that just makes you wanna saddle up and explore. Laramie is a tiny speck on an ocean of plains but it's called to people for more than 10,000 years, beginning with Native Americans who passed through seasonally hunting big game, followed in the 1800s by pioneers and frontiersmen, including one Jacques Laramie. There's an explorer's spirit in the air. It's tangible and irresistible. And to answer that call ourselves, we head out to E&H Guide Services a few miles out of town down a bumpy dirt road past rolling wheat-colored plains under an endless clear sky. Hey, beautiful day. Thanks for having us over here. You bet. Yeah, what a gorgeous ranch. I'm just looking out at these mountains here. We got the perfect day for it. Blue skies. See, you're saddling up the horses down there. Yeah, getting a few ponies saddled for you guys and uh, take you guys out on a little trip through the uh, autumn leaves. And oh, wow. It'll be, it's a, you guys picked a beautiful day. It's a, uh, no bugs and no, uh, and nice warm temperatures. None of that wind. Wyoming wind blowing no, through no the plains. Yeah. yeah, we just got a perfect calm day. Don't make, don't mention that W word. <laughs> it'll show up. This is Ed Spiegel, the E behind E and H Ranch. So some beautiful horses here. Who are we gonna get to ride? Who so, are these guys anyway? They look so very friendly. This is. Um, Remington. Remington. Thank you. <laughs> this is Remington. You know you have a lot of horses when you can't remember yeah. the names. <laughs> yeah. Remington was a trade. 
course, I traded for him. Etta on the other side there, the um, sorrel, is a, a bar tip that my wife got at the bar when a guy could not pay his bar tab. <laughs> That's a big bar tab. Yeah. And it, it's like, there's no such thing as a free horse. Like, I mean, they cost you money, period. Well, they lucked out because this is like horsey heaven. Here, yeah, it is a horsey heaven. And then we get they get taken great care of. Like, these girls, like, and cowboys and cowgirls, they just dote on them. And, um, and it shows. I mean, they're just awesome, awesome animals. I'm Courtney Cox. I'm one of the ranch hands here. And I'm very excited to be here and working for Ed. That's so great. What do you love about it here? Just the, like, family sense of things. Like, all of the employees are treated like family, and it's a really great sense to have. Horses are great. People are great. Views are great. Cows are really fun. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm going to jump up here really quick and give you guys a riding demo. I can't wait. This whole trip, I've been trying to figure out how to be a cowboy. And <laughs> I went and bought the cowboy hat and some boots, but I think, you know, this is like the real deal now, right? It's this real. is This is where yeah, you actually feel like a cowboy. Yeah, you get to totally ride your own horse. You get to maneuver your own horse. Like most trail rides, you get on in a line and you stay on a trail. This, you get to like take your horse out and like That's take great. him through the sagebrush and wind and weave through creeks oh, and so it'll be cool. Here we go. I'm uh, just about to prove how unflexible I am. Okay, got my scent. Ah, here we go. Oh, like a damn pro. Yeah. Okay. All right. Put your foot in this stirrup. Get my there. feet in the stirrups. Okay. So what I'm going to have you do is just you're going to stick your arm out and you're going to turn towards me. Give him a little kick. When he gets pointed towards me, you center the reins, and then you see you pull back and he stopped. Isn't this great? <laughs> here we are riding out. Oh, this is beautiful. So right now we're riding along Heck Creek. Grasses are so green and bright. The trees are yellow, orange, and red earth behind them. Just that lull of the hooves underneath me. Do you see much wildlife out here? Yeah, oh yeah. We've seen bears, we've seen mountain lions, elk, cantaloupe. Coyotes, pretty much the whole gamut of Wyoming wildlife is in this pasture alone. Ooh, so this ooh. was like a old spot where the buffalo used to get chased up this ravine. There's still buffalo skulls and bones coming out of the side of the hill. We had a head fall off one of the buffalo and you can still see his rib cage and his spinal cord coming out of the side of the hill up here. And they carbon dated it, it was 3,500 years old. So that's pretty incredible that that's still here. Yeah, isn't that cool? Okay, going down a pretty steep hill now, so I'm gonna lean back. Go on, go on. We're gonna cross the creek down there. Woo! Leaning back. Yep. Keep trying to back. squeeze in between these trees. Don't be afraid to. Okay, and here's the, the creek. Lean back. Oh gosh! Oh my gosh! Come on then. Oh, 
They just really sip that water, don't they? We are coming up to the most beautiful fall forest. Are those, are those hawks? Those are like golden Falcons? Two huge golden eagles. Two golden eagles? Just soaring above us. Wow. That's cool. I get to see that every day. Driving through this country, looking out and there's just nothing but vast, empty space. That's what freedom is. At its heart, that's what Old West is. Freedom of vast, empty nature that just fills your soul. Nature paints with rich colors in Wyoming. Rolling hills splashed in auburn, saffron and bronze. Green sagebrush dotting the ground. Our horses' coats warm under a blazing sun. But all too soon, it's time to go. And as we crest the final hill, Remington's ears perk up, his pace quickens, and we head back to the corral. Thank you. Thank you. Woo, thank you, Remy. Yeah, feeling that in the legs a little now. Thanks, Remington. Have a nice dinner. There you go, guys. Oh, that's so amazing. They are beautiful animals. Hey man, thanks again. Hey, thank what an amazing, back. amazing time. Yeah, you bet. I mean, it was super good to hang out with you guys. We close out the night with a delicious vegan meal at Sweet Melissa and a drink at the Buckhorn. My hat and boots now finally covered in some real cowboy dirt. This is the Laramie that I've been looking for, past and present. The spirit of the plains and the buzz of the new, inseparably linked, like an enormous old oak growing taller and stronger through time. And tomorrow, we're gonna peel back some more of those layers and hear the story of a true legend of the West. This episode of Armchair Explorer is presented by the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. From muddy jungle paths and snowy trails to rolling sand dunes, the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder has the capability to take you to some of the most epic destinations on Earth. And Pathfinder, that's a pretty cool name, isn't it? Because that's also what this show is all about. Exploring, getting off trail, having adventures, finding your own path and living life to the fullest. Sound like you? Yep, sounds like me too. Which is why I'm so excited to partner with Nissan. The 2024 Nissan Pathfinder has seven drive modes, available intelligent 4x4. It's got the best towing capacity in its class, up to 6,000 pounds. So go ahead and bring all that gear with you and lots more. The 2024 Nissan Pathfinder, a vehicle built for adventures everywhere. So thanks again to Nissan for sponsoring this episode and for the reminder to chase bigger, better, more exciting adventures and enjoy the ride along the way. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. Any town that has a saloon called the Bucket of Blood needs a prison and the territorial prison of Laramie was one of the most notorious of the entire West 
From 1873 to 1901, more than a thousand prisoners were held here. Some of the most notorious outlaws and gunslingers to ever have terrorized the West. But it's kind of a strange place because surrounding the prison itself are beautiful grounds and oak trees, and it's a really calm and beautiful place. But inside, it's a little eerie and creepy. I've got goosebumps, I can feel it already. Just walking into the prison now, I'm gonna stop and just touch these original walls. These walls have stood the test of time. They're faded, they're actually really beautiful. But over to my right is a fortress, a castle of a building made of stone. Huge iron bars cover the windows. It's an ominous place. It looks impregnable, but in fact, it was anything but. In the first two years of its operation, of the thousand prisoners that stayed here, one in four escaped but not the most notorious guest of all time. His name is Butch Cassidy, one of the greatest, most infamous outlaws in the entire West. This was the only prison to ever hold him. So let's go inside and see what this place is made of. Oh wow, this is the cell block here. Oh man, this is a creepy place. It's got colder the minute I've walked in here. Each of the cell doors covered in these gratings. There's almost no light that would get inside. And there's three levels of prison doors. Each one's numbered. There's 42 in total and they're tiny. I can actually go inside this one here. Okay, let's check this out. I'm gonna shut the door myself. Oh my God. This is terrifying. I don't like it in here at all. It's incredibly small. There's almost no light that's coming through the grates of the cell door. Everything is metal, so you feel like you're just caged in this horrible metal box. It's almost like it's a coffin. I couldn't even lie down here, and this would have actually housed two prisoners, not just one, and they would sleep on hammocks one on top of the other. They didn't even have beds. And some of the people that you would have had to share a cell with are people that you wouldn't want to sleep next to. I've just found the lever that the guards would use to lock all the cell doors and it's still operational now. Here we go. Oh God. Just, just every sound in this place sounds brutal. It's, it's like being locked in a machine. Oh gosh, there's some photos of the previous inmates here. And this guy is terrifying. His name is E.W. Smith. And when he was brought here in 1899 for punishment, he was cuffed to the ceiling of the dungeon with bread and water for 10 days straight. And he wore a ball and chain around him for four months. And he was here in these tiny cells for two years and 10 months. I can't imagine what that would have been like. It's the eyes. You look into the photographs of these eyes and they're haunting, just haunting. Included in the names on the prison's roster are Robert E. Lee, not the Civil War general. This Robert, who went by Bob, was part of both the Wild Bunch and the Deadly Curry Gang, two of the most notorious bands of outlaws the West has ever seen. 
Among his misdeeds was the Union Pacific Wilcox train robbery of 1899, when the Wild Bunch seized control of a train, sent the locomotive car over a bridge, blew up the bridge with dynamite, and then used more dynamite to blow up the carriages with the safe, making away with over $1 million in today's money. But even he wasn't the worst of them. The prison's most famous, or perhaps I should say infamous resident, was Robert Leroy Parker, otherwise known as Butch Cassidy, the most notorious and successful of all of the West's outlaws and gunslingers. He was here from 1894 to 1896, as it was a cell just like this where he was kept. It was the only cell that he was unable to escape from, and it was the last time that he would spend any time in prison. After serving out his sentence, Butch began his reign of terror, robbing trains and banks, and quickly earning his reputation as the most wanted man in the West. But he was never caught. With the law closing in, he fled to South America and disappeared. To this day, nobody is sure what happened to Butch Cassidy. But we do know that the Wyoming Territorial Prison was the only prison to ever hold him. But while he didn't manage to escape here, many of his fellow inmates tried, despite the deadly odds. This is the watchtower. Okay, I'm looking. The guards would lock themselves in here. I don't blame them, actually. Looking down at the cells now, and. The guards here had to be ever watchful for escape, and they would actually stand here in these watchtowers with shotguns pointing through the bars at any prisoners that would misbehave or attempt any escape. But escape was not easy. Prisoners would often be kept in manacles with bull and chains. They were put in a dark cell, and they lived in complete silence the whole time. Even talking to one another was heavily punished. But despite the severity of the punishment, prisoners would often band together to overpower the guards, to knock them on the head, knock them unconscious, and then actually throw them in the cells themselves and lock, them, lock the guards inside so they could escape. And in the first two years of operation, one in four prisoners, despite the dangers of attempting to, to escape, made it outside of these walls. I've come into the south cell block now, and for some reason, I'm locking myself in another cell. Oh God, I hate that sound. Oh, and perhaps the worst thing of all is that standing in these cells, you can just about see the mountains and see the plains and see that freedom. And that must have been so hard, which is why prisoners, despite the severe punishments and risks of attempting escape, would attempt escape over and over again because freedom was so close and the West at that time was so vast and so untamed that if you could make it outside the walls, if you could make it outside the stockade, there was a good chance that you would be able to run to freedom and wouldn't be caught again. But they had to be really ingenious in the way they attempted it. Some carved keys out of wood or made them out of bent nails. Others chipped away at the bricks of their cells until they made holes large enough to squeeze through. One group actually tunneled under the prison and another inmate actually set fire to the factory where they were made to work and slipped out in the confusion. 
And I'm looking back up to the watchtower where I was just standing a minute ago. I can imagine those rifles being pointed down at me. I can imagine the fear of being in this place. So now it's my turn to try and escape. Luckily, this door is open. I'm gonna sneak out here. I can look up to the watchtower. I'm gonna hop through this door here to the wide open spaces of Wyoming and find my freedom. After a morning spent walking the cold cement floors of Laramie's past, it was time to step back into its present and maybe even get a glimpse at its future. I'm excited because I'm outside the Griffin Theatre, which is an almost 100-year-old historic theatre in downtown Laramie. And tonight is a very special showcase of some of the best local country and Western talent. Let's go hit the stage, hear some new West music, because this is Western AF. There's nothing more new, Laramie, than the founding of a new tradition, especially when it's a live gig called Western AF. I'll let you guess what the AF stands for. Every facet of town is here, from grizzled old cowboys in plaid shirts and denim jackets to college students covered in floral tattoos giggling at something on their phones. But no matter what walk of Western life they're from, everybody, including me, is tapping their feet, tipping their hat, and drinking the same beer. This is a really beautiful theater. The stage is framed by this kind of gorgeous 1920s design. There's huge murals of cowboys on the wall. And the room is filling up. It's really exciting. We've just got back from backstage. We've met some of the artists and bands. They're all warming up. They're playing guitars. And I cannot wait to listen to some good old country and Western music. about an imbalanced relationship. I drove into Laramie and thought, I think I'm in love. I could live here. You probably hear that a lot, don't you? Dad grew up in New Rockford, North Dakota in the 1950s on a dairy farm. And he used to tell me this story a lot about his, his father 
allowing him at the age of eight to drive the family's John Deere H tractor for the first time solo. This one's called the John Deere H. I'm hearing that old engine crank again in all its glory. It's a faded memory that I go back to now and then. I give my right arm to be on that farm with the John Deere H again. The John Deere H was a Raw as the biting winds, sunny, devastating, and joyful, all at the same time. That's what Western music is all about. Stories of real people, real lives, lives lived on the plains, on the edge of the Old West and the New. It also captures a sense of place like perhaps no other genre does. Old barns, shiny tractors, little gray ponies, and blue skies. And it's to those blue skies we're headed next. The final stop of our tour, back to where those stories come from, back to the heart of the West, the wide open Wyoming Plains. Beautiful drive out to V-Bar Ranch. The sun was just piercing through the cloud and spotlights, the colors were so soft, just like looking at a pastel landscape. Absolutely gorgeous. And now we're at the farm, just walking up here to the corral. They're all kind of looking at us. They're smart animals, aren't they? There's about probably two dozen, maybe 30 horses in here. And they've got the old wooden fence that you can kind of lean through or, or step up on the bottom rail and look up, which I feel is like what you're supposed to do. It's what I've seen in the movies anyway. The V-Bar is a multi-generational family-owned ranch that offers riding, overnight stays in beautiful riverside cabins and good old-fashioned horse-drawn wagon rides, which is what we're here for. That and perhaps the most cowboy thing of all, a good old sing-along around the campfire. Been on the mountain all day looking for cows. Yeah, it's time to bring them down. Mm -hmm. And we've been having a hard time locating a lot of them, but we got most of them. This is Brent Kilmer, one of the co-owners of the V-Bar. That must be a busy time of year. How many cattle you got up there? 180 cows with their calves. Okay. So, yeah. Great. Yeah. Well, we have a beautiful place here. Well, I thanks. love this old barn. Yeah. It's absolutely gorgeous. This was the original stagecoach station. Is so that right? It was built in 1880. Yeah, so you can't replace that. That's pretty absolutely cool. Absolutely not. I'm just gonna follow Brent into the barn now. Okay, sounds good. We're going to saddle up the horses in the barn. Hey, Brent, I think that's the biggest horse I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> they are big. Uh, they're big teddy bears, though. Are they? And how yeah. big, like, how big is is the horse? Like, uh, he's weigh a little over a ton each. Ton, wow. His feet are bigger than my head. <laughs> Dinner plate size is what we say. Yeah. They wear a size eight horseshoe. And for perspective, that horse over there is wearing a size one. Wow. 
a big saddle. Uh, harness. Harness, sorry. Big yeah. harness. Yeah. He doesn't seem to mind the weight. No. No big deal to him. So how similar is this to how you'd hitch up a wagon 100 years ago? Exactly the same. Yeah, nothing's changed as far as that goes. And we like traditional stuff too. You can buy harnesses made out of synthetic stuff that's lighter but just as even stronger than the really thick leather. But we prefer not to. But I like old things, you know, the tradition and all that stuff. You might as well stick with it, I think. I mean, if you're in an 1880 stagecoach stop barn, then you might as well have a leather harness, I guess, right? So you can either hop on or walk along while we drive them if you want that. Yeah, I'd love or... to hop on. Okay. Yeah. It's my first wagon ride. I've been excited about it. Here we go. Boys. I love that. You have such a beautiful ranch here. Oh, thank you. So where are we going now? So this is the kind of corral with the horses, I guess. You'd... So yeah, we take the wagon ride past the corral with the horses and we'll start here close to the cabins and then go out through our meadows. This is Brent's wife, Carrie, who's joined us for the wagon ride, her baby son, Cooper, on her hip. When he grows up, he'll be the fourth generation of their family on the ranch. So the Little Laramie River flows right through the middle of our meadows and creates some pretty lush grassy meadows and a lot of tall cottonwood trees that we ride through and around. And a beautiful time to do it as well. Beautiful time of year because the trees are just turning that golden hue, which I love, the sun's out. So you have little cabins here that people can stay in as well? Yeah, there's nine cabins altogether. There's three that are um, older standalone cabins, which we're passing now. Oh, they're super cute, right? Yeah, like, this they, one they so much fun to say. is actually an old homestead cabin that was built in the really early 1900s, and it was moved here. And of course, it's been renovated since then, but all the doorways are a little smaller than what they are or what they used to be. And Those six foot and under guests. Yes, are exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's one of our bigger ones, and then we have six riverside suites that are located closer to our lodge. And it's idyllic. Like we were looking out at the, the cabins with the benches and the creek flowing past. It's just totally idyllic. Yep. How far would they have traveled back in the day on, on a wagon like this? Um, it varied. I think five to 10 miles was a long ways. It took a while to get there. Yeah. I bet like if there was any rain or mud or anything, forget about it. Yeah. And keep in mind too, there were a lot of people that were walking. Not everybody was riding in the wagons. And they had livestock to care for, so they had to plan their route according to where grass and water were. This is such a beautiful place to raise a family. And you have three kids? Four kids. Four kids. Cooper on your back here yeah. is the youngest. Yes. Um, what's it like just being out here with your, your family? What do you love about it? There's never a shortage of things to do. <laughs> and of course you can probably imagine, and it sounds kind of cliche, but we're not plugged into technology all the time, which is really nice. And actually that's why a lot of families come. They get to learn something new together mm -hmm. with the horseback riding, but they get to 
unplug a little bit yeah. from their world. No, but that's what I love about this too. It's like, that's why you come out to a place like this, whether you're a visitor or, you know, for you guys, you live here. It's just, you can sort of feel something shed off when you come yeah. here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, definitely. Are you from this area? Yeah, I grew up in this valley. Have you seen a lot of changes in Laramie in the last I don't know, 20 years or so? Yeah, it has grown. And the university always brings with it, I mean, it's always updating and it's expanded Laramie in a lot of ways. Mm. And it brings a different culture to Laramie too than some other towns in Wyoming. How does that fit, you know? Like, cause you kind of have that very traditional rural West and mm -hmm. then you have this influx of people that maybe haven't grown up that way. Yeah. I think a lot of the appeal of Wyoming in the first place is somewhat the culture. And there, the saying at the university is, the world needs more cowboys. And that's not meant as a gender specific, just the culture and the values that come with that lifestyle. What is a cowboy? I would say a cowboy is a person who's sort of tied to their roots and nature and the land and they have an appreciation for not just themselves as human beings but also the animals and the livestock they're working with and they have values that they actually live out in the real world. Brent, I know this is a lot to ask for a newbie like me, but do you think I could come and set up at the front with you and just maybe even take the reins? You bet. Oh. Okay. Wow. It's a different feeling up here. Yeah. <laughs> You're up close and personal. Well, I hear the, the world needs more cowboys, so I'm yeah. giving it my best shot here. <laughs> okay, I've got the reins in my hands now. I'm a little okay. nervous, actually. Okay. So just, yeah, keep them a little bit tight so there's not a lot tight. of slack. You okay. see how yep. that'll kind of, though, some slack will oh, come. Okay. There you yep. go. So, so kind of hold them up. up. Yep. There you go. Yep. And then you can just relax a little gotcha. and then yell boys and click to them. Boys. Look at that. Whoa. Do you want to help me steer? Yeah, yeah. A little bit. Okay. Yeah, they kind of want to go to the barn, but there you go. There you go. So you just pull straight back when you need to turn. Okay. They don't feel it if you put it out. To the so side. I don't. I don't need to like steer them through this gate here. They they, really. they kind of they're going to figure that You'd out. You'd be watching this corner on that post, but yeah, they they usually go right down the middle. Wow, this is such an amazing feeling. <laughs> okay, I'm pulling on the left rein here, and we're turning left. Oh, there we go. We're going off the track now. A little bumpy, and now I'm passing it to the boss. <laughs> and you know what I love as well? It's like this is the real feeling. Like here I am, and we're just in a real wagon, and you get that real feel. Love it. Yeah. We'll drop you off at the barn here, then. Thank you so you much betcha. for the ride there. You Let me feel like a cowboy for a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Sure. <laughs> Woo. Oh, loved it. That was so much fun. Thank you, Tommy. Tommy George, one of the Wranglers, is a Wyoming man through and through. His family history here stretches back to his great-great-grandfather, who was a trapper in the 1800s. 
That cowboy lifestyle is in his blood, and he still lives it every day. What's it feel like to, to go out on one of these horses and really ride it? This is basically all I've ever done is, is uh, horseback. Mm -hmm. My dad always told me if God wanted you to walk, you wouldn't put four legs on one of these. <laughs> I've been a firm believer that for 83 years, so. <laughs> There's a lot of wannabes. It's gotta be something that, not that you think you like, it's gotta be something you really like. I went through a lot of cowboys that wanted to be, but they just couldn't quite handle it. What makes a good cowboy? Somebody that'll ride, to, go to the mountain with you and come off. Never ask you what time you go to work. Don't ask you what time, many days you get off. You go to work when it gets light enough to see, and you quit when it gets dark. I gotta love what you do. Well, right? I've never woke up on any job I've ever had and regretted having to go to work. I'll put it that way. And it's been fun. I've really, really enjoyed it. So, Tommy, this might be cool for you guys. He's about to turn the horses out, so they go oh, running across yeah. the bridge oh, yeah. and all that. Oh, right over there, and I, I'll wait till you're all set up. Okay, we've come to a little piece of lawn behind the fence where we're going to be safe because they're letting out the corral now. They're just about to open the gate and about 50 horses are about to run past us into the field because these guys look after their horses and they're going to get to spend a few hours out there grazing uh, just out in the open wild and, and that's what it should be about. So we're going to get ready and we're going to hear some thunder of hooves. It is spectacular. A surging sea of multicolored coats and streaming tails, hooves like drumbeats churning up a cloud of pale yellow dust as they canter past, hurrying for the wide open fields beyond. That was incredible. Oh my God. That is the sound of the West right there. And that's why you come to a place like that because it's so real, it's so authentic. Like you can't experience that anywhere else but a place like this. And I don't know if I got the makings of a cowboy, but I definitely want to be one yet. And one thing I can do that's very cowboy is sit by a fire, sing some songs and look up at the stars. And that's what we're gonna do now. How do you do that, that yodeling? Oh. 
I, uh, I had a horse that used to buck a lot. <laughs> One time it bucked me pretty high and high enough that when I was coming back down, she was coming up again and we met in the middle and learned how to yodel right there. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing like after a long day out in the wagon, looking up at a perfect campfire and you look up and it's just this incredible river of stars. It's amazing, yeah. We were on the wagon talking about what it would have been like going across the country, but you can also think about what it would have been like building a fire out in the middle of nowhere and looking up at those same stars. And I think that's, that's pretty amazing too. I'll tell you what, sitting around the fire with you guys, listening to you sing is just the perfect, perfect end to this trip. Couldn't be better. Well, we've just about come to the end of our weekend in Laramie, and it's been amazing. We've done so many incredible things. It reminds me that the Wild West I was looking for when I came here is built on stories, old stories of outlaws and gunslingers and all those romanticized notions. But what I've realized being out here, actually being out here in the plains and the mountains and, and surrounded by the people who live here, the West isn't that romanticized notion. What the West really is, it's that being in the moment, it's those simple things, it's noticing that the wind on the plains, it's noticing the stars in a pure black night. There's new stories now, new tales emerging from the past, but they still honor that wildness. And that's an incredible mix because what makes this town special is that it's not just a relic of the Wild West. Laramie is where the Old West meets the new west. And that is a wonderful place to be. If you want to visit and experience what you heard today, you can find the names and details of everything we did in the show notes and online at visitlaramie.org. A huge thank you to everyone who featured in this episode. The Sugar Mouse, Sweet Melissa, The Buckhorn Saloon, Martindale's Western Wear, Ed and Courtney at E&H Guide Services, The Wyoming Territorial Prison, Brian, Mike, and Will of Western AF. Check out their YouTube channel for more music. And Carrie, Brent, and Tommy at the V-Bar Ranch. Thank you also to the folks at Visit Laramie for inviting us for an unforgettable weekend. This episode was produced by Armchair Productions, the audio experts for the travel industry. My name's Aaron Miller. I presented the show. Jenny Allison wrote and produced it. Jason Patton did the field recording and audio production. And Charles Tyree edited it. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this Armchair Explorer on location episode. I had a ton of fun making it. I hope you had a ton of fun coming along with me. Next week, we'll be back with our usual format and then there'll be lots more on location stuff to come. 